Yeah. Scrape like that. Hey, Swab. Yeah. It's holiday time. Tis the season. Let's do another tournament. You ain't gonna hear me all get about it. Broken Pencil Booking Company, Pro Wrestling Podcast, and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop hits you off with a classic tournament here. Who is the GOAT IC champion? Intercontinental champion for WWE? Swab Burgundy, myself. A BPBC tournament series presentation. Oh, original. What up, Amazon? What up? What up, Play More Podcast? Hey! You you feel me? You feel me? They, they welcomed us in with open arms. This is the first I'm, tournament that we get to give to the Amazon crowd in its yeah. original form without them having to, you know, grab it from, from the archive. So, welcome. Pull up. Pull up on the gang on Amazon Music if you have not done so already. Shout out to at Play More Pod. Shout out to at Amazon Music. We got to update the link. Shout out to Kate for that email. That email was fucked. Yeah, we got to update the link too, Swab, so everybody had the, the propers with the with the, oh, with, with the get down. Don't worry about it. We go in there. We put the file on the file. Live. Uh, so we, we kind of had an idea of what we wanted to do with this. We, we love random tournaments, so we're going to do a random tournament. There's been how, how many total IC champions ha- have there been? Um, that's that's Googleable in this very moment. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Wait, wait. How many <laughs> IC champions? Our local statistician, Swab Burgundy, ladies and gentlemen. There been in <laughs> WWE. There have been eighty-seven different intercontinental Damn. champions. That's a ooh, that's a hell of a stat there, sir. 87, 87 different ones. 87 different intercontinental champions. Wow. All right, so and with every title there are controversial reigns, unrecognized reigns and unrecognized champions. Do we have that with the IC title? With the IC title, it is there are none noted that are unrecognized ranks. Mm, okay, okay. Now we're gonna delve into this a little deeper and make sure that there that is an accurate stat. But as of right now, the statistic says there are no unrecognized reigns. Okay. WWE was always pretty good about that that aspect of it too for historical purposes. So that's cool. I'm with that. So out of 87 people. Mm-hmm. One of them being a woman. <laughs> Don't treat me like a woman. Uh, don't treat me like a man. Uh, don't treat me like you no know man. Treat me for just who I am. <laughs> the cheesy funk guitar in the back of everything. <laughs> the cheesy funk guitar is a lost art. And I, I feel like, I feel like that shit need to be brought back. If you are out there listening to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop, and you can play cheesy bass guitar with some funk added to it, make sure to email us at show at brokenpencilbc.com and broken pencil, broken pencil bc at gmail.com or just hit us with the hashtags uh, or, or on the hashtags whether uh, broken hit pencil us on logic accounts. mark yeah. my words. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. write this. Fuck yeah. the casual fan with yeah. the shit. And yeah. uh, my my personal all time favorite one. If I can uh, fucking find it real quick. Price just went up. Price, 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 
price just went up. You hope. <laughs> or on all social channels at Broken Pencil BC, and that's Broken Pencil BC on what? Everything. Everything. Every damn thing. Now, all that out the way. 87 people, not men, 87 people have held the title, the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> 87 human beings, whether they're whatever their uh, choices are. We're drafting 16. We're drafting that, 16. <laughs> that in itself is going to cause a cluster, clusterfuck for us. Oh, don't don't worry. There, there are no wrong. Well, <laughs> there could be a couple of wrong answers, but yeah. If you want to win the tournament, it's going to be some wrong answers. Yeah, but so the criteria. That's what's important. So how, how do we determine who makes the tournament? The, uh, um, the Well, who makes the tournament, we just picking who we like. But the criteria to advance. Oh, there we go. The tournament. The criteria to advance in this tournament is going to com- be comprised of impact of rain. Okay. Not to be confused. <laughs> well, not to be confused with Impact Wrestling. And not to be confused with the reign of your tribal chief. Have you acknowledged him today? I have just now. <laughs> and for that, we thank you. Yes. So, <laughs> the impact of your title reign. Like, how, when you became Intercontinental Champion, did you have a reign that was noteworthy? Did you have something happen during your title reign that made your reign special? Now, keep this in mind. There's going to be some people that have multiple title reigns that get drafted. Which we will consider. Because that is another piece of criteria. Total number of reigns. How many times have they trusted you to put the belt around your waist? And typically, if you had like a a a multitude of title reigns, there's a couple of them that don't mean shit. But there might be one that stands out above all the rest. But as we know... What is the best ability? Availability. And what is the second best ability? Reliability. So what else we want to use as criteria for this? I feel like obviously without, you know, no cap, you're, we're going to pick our favorite, who we like more. Yeah, I mean, impact, uh, impact of the title reign, the total number of reigns, availability and reliability. Uh, availability and reliability is kind of reflected in a number of title reigns, as, as well as the length of a reign. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> let's take it old school. Who can whip the other one's ass? <laughs> yeah, because we always use that. Who would win a match? Who would win yeah, the match? Who the would win match the up? match? Who would win the head-to-head matchup? Total number of reigns. Um, length of title reigns. What else we using? Uh, our personal favorites. That's four. What else we got? That, that's that's. I think that's good, man. Because I mean, we can come. We, we've always come to a good consensus on uh, those elements there. So why should this be any different? You know what I'm saying? We can go through the. Uh, I want, let's go through the draft pool. We'll let's put. We'll pull 16 names. We'll talk about some of those who have been left out because this is going to be some. We might even have to facilitate some uh, some some exchanges on this bitch because uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> Wait, we go. We going to draft and trade? If, 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 if not trade, exchange. Because we both still get eight picks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's going to be real because it's a couple of these picks that's going to be like... The first the first two picks from each of us is going to shape this tournament completely. And because of how we're form- or how the tournament is being formulated, it's very well possible that they could one could eliminate the other one very early. 
Facts. So let's go ahead and uh, let's let's get this coin flip popping. Let's All see who, right. who's drafting first? Go, going to Google. Good old who, dra- who drafted first last tournament? I think it was me. Was it? I think I finally won a coin flip. We'll flip the coin this time. I I, I ain't gonna just take the first pick like that because it's it's too important. All right. So coin flip. Uh, since I'm flipping the coin, you can call it heads or tails. Hey. I was gonna say don't start the same shit you always do. Heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> Definitely not today. Mm. <laughs> not I went to, I, hit him with that Judge Mathis. I went to school with people like you. I know your stuff. Uh, tails never fails. All right, going up, coming down. Tails it is, sir. You get the first uh, first draft pick in the uh, Broken Pistol BC Intercontinental Championship uh, Tournament Goat Goat Tournament. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a total jerk just because you know um, I want to throw a monkey wrench in this off top. So whole, whole lot of monkey wrenches, yeah. Whole lot of monkey wrenches. First pick, honky tonk man. All right, Kurt Hennig, Bret Hart. Ooh. Uh. Let me go, Macho Man. Razor Ramon. HBK. Mm, I was hoping you. I was hoping you would sleep. Oh my god! See, was, this is this is this is how problems happen right here. I was hoping that you were sleep at the wheel, and I was finna turn up for real. Because if you had let me get that many members of the clique, you could hang this up. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I tell you one thing: you ain't no fool. Y- you ain't no fool. Um, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Miz. Good pick. Good pick. I had reasons to put him on my list. And for the same reason you picked Miz, I'm picking Y2J. Good job. Good job. Nice pick. Uh, let's see. Let's look. Let's look. Let me count. Hold on, let me get a let me get a countdown. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it went fast. That that first that first couple rounds of, of swapping went really quick. Yeah, we, we, yeah we, ha- we halfway through the tournament right there. That's eight. <laughs> Do you feel me? Do you feel me? Uh Kurt Henning is gone. Early. Early. Hearts, heart's gone. Shawn Michaels is gone. Razor Ramon is gone. Give me. Mm. I don't want to use a pick on him this early. That's that's too early for that. Uh. I'm gonna put your ass on the shot clock. The Rock. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Let's see here. Let me go back to my the rock. Um. Oh shit! How how can we how can we how, Triple H man? I mean, yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a rock, you're gonna have to have Triple H because I mean that's what they was out here getting. They, busy they getting busy over it. <laughs> <laughs> getting busy busy uh let me see if i can't find somebody in this modern era give me Dolph ziggler yeah man 
Man. I know that's a sacrificial lamb as fuck, but, but don't worry about that, it. Man. I'll make it work. He's such a, he's such, he's so good, as they say, so good. So, so good, so, so good. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with, oh. See, I, there's really, there's really uh, two reasons I want to, I want to go with uh, this one guy. Um, let me go with the Ultimate Warrior. Mmm. Interesting pick. Uh, this is where it gets real. Um, as I'm looking and I'm scrolling, I think I'm gonna go backwards in time. I've done I've done quite a few modern guys. Pause. Uh, <laughs> hey yo, Greg Johnson. You took Steamboat already? No. Mm. Nah. Give me, give me the British Bulldog. Man. Not the. Well, we'll we'll talk. <laughs> Golly, this is this, is, this conversation <laughs> yeah. piece is going to be so good. Let's see. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. All right. Let's see here. Let me go with... Oh, man. I'm, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. <laughs> so, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yeah. For the time frame. I'm okay. going. I'm going modern era. I'll explain myself later. Cody Rhodes. Mm. Okay, since you're gonna make that obscure pick, that gives me credence to make an obscure pick of my own. Okay, I'll take Ahmed Johnson. All right, and so that's your last pick. Is it? That okay. is your last pick. Do you want now? Do you, I see now. I see where that exchange shit goes. <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Yeah. Uh, Look at you picking, picking out ahead. Let's see here. I'm going to go. Oh man. Man, I'm gonna go. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take your time. Take your time. Oh man, I'm, I I have reasons for all of these cats, but they they really don't matter. And we'll talk about them. We'll talk about some of these um here in a minute. Very there, short. Once, the once, one person I keep looking at. It. There's one person I keep looking at it on this list that has a, a sizable number of reigns, and I, I'm thinking about it. I can't remember one memory from that number of reigns. I already know who you're talking about on that one too. Which, which well, as soon as I get this pick out the way, uh, oh fuck, this is so wild, man. Um, I take that back. Now I just remembered one. I, you know what? I'm a, uh, oh man, cause so, man. There's two people I could I could go with on the end here. Um, 
I'm, I know who, I'm going with uh, Rick Rude. Good pick. As my final pick, I'm going with Rick Rude. So, whoo, that was, man. Uh, <laughs> that was, all right, so we have our made 16. It, we made it a little more difficult than it should have been. Yeah, uh, but cause, because we're thinking, we're thinking it out here. And so we'll be thinking out, uh, thinking out loud here very shortly. I'm trying to play chess with liquid swords. <laughs> so... I think I'm good with all my picks. You, sir, because you didn't realize having the first pick that your last pick would be before, you know, it's over, quote unquote. You made mention about switching out Ahmed Johnson. Um, do we want to leave him in or do you want to switch him for a player to be named sooner? His argument, the argument I would use for him that would probably get him out of the first round, but no further is about the same as the argument I would use for his replacement. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, I don't. I don't know now. It, it feels a little weird. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, we'll we'll stick with him. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. So we have we have our tournament comp- uh, competitors set. Honky Tonk Man, Kurt Henning, Bret Hart, Macho Man, Razor Ramon, Heartbreak Kid, The Miz, Y2J, The Rock, Triple H, Dolph Ziggler, The Ultimate Warrior, Davey Boy Smith, Cody Rhodes, Ahmed Johnson, and Rick Rude. When you say it like that, it feels like we left so much history off of this list. I mean, don't worry. We can talk about it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is facts. Cause something like, cause I'm thinking about it in the in the sense of like, you know how these sites will listen to a podcast and then write a complete article based on it, like it's news. Mm-hmm. So if someone did that with us, especially with all this new found uh, fame and, and and syndication with Amazon and and play more pods, um, someone may do that with this. And you look, you're gonna look at that list of 16 champions and be like, "Well, how the fuck did they pick these?" <laughs> so they, now, of course, they would have to listen to the episode to figure that out. But I don't think they would give us, they cite us as a source. <laughs> but well, again, we'll, you know. we'll we'll see. Stranger things have happened. We'll see what what what, what comes of it. So I'll I'll take that. I'll say we, we got some honorable mentions before we actually start the pool. So you can throw them names in the randomizer, and we got some honorable mentions. We have our tournament bracket set, randomized, and uh, ready to play. Suave, we got a good one on our hands here. So, let's do a mixtape real quick. Let's do it. All right. What What was the... Uh, you had an idea for a good one. So, um, top 10 is our honorable mentions of Intercontinental Champions. So, five from you and five from me of individuals who did not make this list... Well, who did not make the tournament? So this is the NIT, <laughs> the <laughs> Intercontinental Champ, the ICNIT. Okay, mixtape. Five honorable mentions of Intercontinental Champions that did not make the tournament. Since you won the coin flip, let me go ahead and give you the first pick on mine. Wade Barrett. All right. Wade Barrett. Okay, I like it. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> J E double F. J-A, J-A-R-R-E-T-T. 
Way Barrett, Jeff Jarrett. Because <laughs> on the cool, he probably. If I was gonna swap Ahmed Johnson out, it probably would have been. He was one of the people I was thinking because he has some of the most infamous Intercontinental title reigns, and he's got a fairly high number of reigns. Who, Jarrett? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Because his last reign was the Good Housekeeping match. Yep. Which he which was, he was <laughs> out of contract when that happened. That part, which the story that goes with that, is stuff of legend. The bad, the bad timing Intercontinental Champion of all time is Umaga. <laughs> Umaga. Oos gang. Um, Goldust. You wouldn't even know. Oh, Goldust was a good one too. You wouldn't even know that this man was the IC champion, but you kind of have to crawl before you walk. CM Punk. Oh, oh no. Oh, this is this is true. This is true. Um, I mean, it goes without saying, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, his the Intercontinental Championship, you know, was the the launching pad that Austin three sixteen was kind of built on. That yeah. and the King of the Ring. Yeah, we don't even get um, we don't we don't even get Stone Cold uh in, in its truest form because of the neck injury. But um. If it wasn't if it wasn't for that, then we we, we probably would hold his hold his intercontinental title reign in higher regard. Um, let's see, Hall of Fame ca- caliber, um, actually in, in a Hall of Famer at that, but a unforgettable, less than memorable title reign, uh, or forgettable less than memorable t- title reign. Is uh, Kurt Angle? I would have figured he'd have had more title reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, it was another good one. Because let's be honest, after a certain year, these these title reigns don't mean shit. Like the belt itself stopped meaning shit. Uh, give me. I didn't realize that was 139, 38 days. That's actually pretty cool. Um, the Mountie. Oof. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you why. The Mounties has the Mountie has one title reign. Guess how long it was. I'm going to, without looking at the list. I'm going to guess over 200 days. You could not be more wrong. <laughs> the Mountie. <laughs> is the definition of a transitional champion. Mm. The, the Mountie held the Intercontinental Championship for two days. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it Canada? He won it at a house show and then lost it two days later at the Royal Rumble to Roddy Piper. Wow. <laughs> so so the background on this, it, it ain't stepping on the tournament none. Uh, Bret Hart had a title reign. Um, ends up the I don't I think this is like the kayfabe reason. It's like uh, they say Bret Hart had a had a temperature of a hundred and something and had the flu, and then so that's how the Mountie ends up beating him in Canada, and he like hit he hits him with the cattle prod and the whole thing. So two days later, it's Royal Rumble '92, the infamous Royal Rumble where uh, Richard Fleer becomes yeah, WWF the, champion. The, win, the winner, the winner of the Rumble, becomes the champion. Yes, the understory of that is 
Roddy Piper ends up stepping in to face the Mountie. Roddy Piper ends up winning the Intercontinental Championship and the understory for the rest of the pay-per-view is Roddy Piper has the opportunity to be the first person in WWF history to win the Intercontinental and WWF Championships on the same night. (laughs) Uh, More leading to the fact of why he could be the best never. (laughs) Yeah, because boy, that would have been, yeah, there you go. So it, even crazier than that, uh, you say the kayfabe reason, but how about there's a real reason that may be the case, but no one ever knows it. Apparently, uh, Bret Hart and Roddy Piper are distant cousins. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. So that plays into their match at uh, WrestleMania 8. Like they they speak about it a little bit. But of course, this is 1992. Things are handled different. Like you don't get that type of information um, freely, you really gotta know somebody that you know trusts you with that info, right? But during the promo backstage before the match, with actually with me and Gene Okerlund, they kind of talk about their childhood. <laughs> and Mrs. Hart used to make them sandwiches, and that uh, was one piece of bologna. But ah, I was hungry. Like, for those of you who know that, or go get back on the cock you know, pause <laughs> and watch WrestleMania eight. Yeah. Oh shit, go the cock. Yeah, it's good shit. One, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We need two more. Let me see if I can give you one one good one here. Um, right. he he's not remembered for his IC title reigns, but he was an impactful champion during those because he made for interesting television. Rob Van Dam. What do you say? Yeah. Give me one more. Um, did either one of us say Ricky Steamboat yet? <laughs> We've said it. We just haven't picked him. I mean, it just it seems sacrilegious to kind of leave him off this list because he has an intercontinental title match that is like the the match he hit a trifecta the match was one of the greatest if not the greatest intercontinental title match of all time and listed as one of the greatest matches in wrestlemania history and also listed as one of the greatest matches in history that's a hat trick however we're talking about one match versus a reign so yeah, and that, that so, rain not so, very long. So, it's less than 100 days, I believe. So Steamboat goes on the list. Um, 65 days. Yeah, 65. Okay, so two two months. He's, he's got one rain for 65 days, but in that in that 65 days, he hit the hat trick. He he goes from WrestleMania to what would be Money in the Bank. <laughs> and and you ended a 414 day rain. The second longest reign in the third longest reign. Don't steal my shine, fam. Hey, just I didn't say who it was attached to. Just okay. hold, your, hold your water. Okay, so we got the honorable mentions out the way. You uh, can't stop uh, the uh, rain. You're gonna go full Lamar on me because I'm your shit, Rob. <laughs> We got uh we got the honorable mention mixtape out the way. Is there anybody or anybody's that we need to throw out here? Wait, what? Is there, is there anybody that we need to throw out as far as like just talk about him briefly before we get into this tournament? Uh, Patrick Patterson. Why? I mean, he's the first. He was handed the belt. 
This fictitious in a, in a in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. A fictitious you respect, tournament. You respect that man's sacrifice. <laughs> he started this intercontinental championship shit, and this the motherfucking thanks he gets. This is a fact. This is a fact. Okay. <laughs> Come on, don't be disrespectful. Uh, if you ever disrespect me, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> try, try me, me. try me <laughs> try jesus not oh, me because man. i because i fight how about edge facts um Ed, edge has a lot of good title reigns but they're in that era where the intercontinental championship doesn't get the it's not it's not as prestigious as it was maybe in the the early to mid 90s and you know what's crazy that's actually the reason why Cody made my list. Mm. Well, I will explain later. Uh, Kofi has had a few title reigns. Mm-hmm. Less than memorable. Kerry. Shout out to Kerry Von Eric. Why? Because, bitch. Texas. Texas. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, one reign, 84 days, but one that ended the uh, undefeated streak. Well, no, I take that back. I was about to lie. He ended the intercontinental he ended a intercontinental reign of a tournament entry, but it's not his undefeated streak. He actually ended that earlier in the year. How about uh, Santino Morella? Didn't he win the IC belt in his first match? Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and guess who he beat? Talk, talk to me. Somebody yeah. you put on his mixtape. Uh, somebody put on the mixtape. Mm-hmm. That was Umaga. Yep. Wow. The Milan <laughs> miracle. <laughs> wow. The, mir- the miracle in Milan. Uh, let's see here. Val Owen Hart. A couple. One oh, time for yeah. Owen Hart. Yeah. The whole Steve re- Austin. Steve Austin song and dance doesn't happen if Owen Hart isn't a part of this. That's correct, and because that was for the IC belt, and didn't didn't Austin win the IC belt because of that uh that errant power driver? Yes, that that was ninety seven. He had lost the. No, what did he end up losing it? Well, fuck it. The list is right here. Let me look. I want to. I uh, want to because he won in a tournament against Farouk. I know that much. I just right, don't Austin. remember if he if he gave up the belt to Austin after that power driver. No, 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 no. Like, um, Austin beat uh, Owen Hart at SummerSlam 97 after that pile driver to win the Intercontinental Champion okay. Championship. Okay. And then ends up, then there's a forfeiture and then so forth and whatnot. Of course, um, China, we should have mentioned her. She was the, uh, the first and only woman to hold the IC title belt. We just did. <laughs> there it is. Shelton Benjamin is somebody that's surprising to be on this list, but he's also his the fact that he even had reigns were surprising. He had uh, I think two reigns. Shout out to OG Keish. He, he had a reign. Oos okay. gang. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I think I'm I think I'm good uh, with with the mentions. I mean, we can go back to if we want to go back to the to the, the Greg nah, Valentine. I, I, I think I'm yeah. Greg Valentine deserves a shout out. Eddie Guerrero deserves a shout out. Uh, yes, yeah, Uncle Eddie for sure. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm good though. Oh, see, JBL, did he? Yeah, that, that was that was his one reign is right before he retires. Okay, okay, 2009. Okay, yeah, I, that that completely missed me on that one. 
So, but yeah, so there's a lot of short reigns on here. There's some there's some lengthy reigns on here as well. The late great uh, John Huber, aka Luke Harper. Luke so Harper, yep. Um, a less than memorable reign, but man, what a, what a hand though. <laughs> he, he had a fire ass match with uh, Uncle Ziggy, but I mean, who doesn't have fire ass matches with Uncle Ziggy? I mean, and then when you when you look at someone like Zig. And then you realize how dope John Huber was, or uh, Luke, in this case, Luke Harper was as a competitor. Like, the, those matches were so, uh, I guess, mis, mistimed from a, a backstage standpoint. Things could have been so much better on TV for, for people of, the, of their caliber, if that makes any sense. Um, too too much to give, not enough time to give it. I think that would be the best way to describe um, Luke Harper as an Intercontinental Champion. Um, that said, let's get this shit underway, man. First round, let's get it. first round, we have Mister Perfect, Kurt Hennig versus Cody Rhodes. Ooh. Both of these picks are mine. I'm going to go ahead and advance Mister Perfect. Thank you. But let me tell you why I put Cody Rhodes in this tournament. There's it's your a, time to shine. There's a reason why he goes in and a reason why uh, he's on this tournament and other people like John Huber or uh, a.k.a. Luke Harper are not on the tournament. That issue has to deal with the relevancy of the tournament. I mean, of the title. At the time, Cody Rhodes was just breaking apart from uh what was it legacy yeah and he had this dashing cody rhodes gimmick with the mustache and all this type of stuff and, <laughs> and is he like the first person to, to to try to bring back that state trooper look <laughs> buddy lee parker's uh bastard child <laughs> no like like a fucking like super troopers or like lieutenant jim dangle from reno 911 <laughs> he might have been he might have been. Oh, 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 what's my other guy, Junior? <laughs> I mean, what we, the fuck, man? We saw we saw him weekly. What though? No, uh, what's what's my man from um, from Scream? Uh, Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had the Dewey thing Dewey, going. Junior, Lieutenant Dangle, and uh, also from Reno Nine One One. Shout out to Garcia. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> but the biggest thing was during this time frame. Cody brought back the one thing that gave the Intercontinental Championship uh, some, I guess, luster. And that was the Warriors white Intercontinental title belt. The old school design with the white leather. He brought that back. And it, tra- so, it translated to a 200 plus day reign with that with that title in tow. Here's a fun fact. The, uh, the white strap, I, I'm... I'm almost certain the white strap is a Cody Rhodes thing. The Ultimate Warriors title had a yellow strap. You sure? I, I thought he had multiple straps for depending on what he was wearing. He may have, but the way you know it takes the the time that it takes to make a belt and have it ready to actually put on TV, I'm pretty certain this didn't change as many times as I thought. I feel like he had a, a no, no, not like Cody. A, I'm talking about uh, Warrior. Yeah, no, oh, okay. Warrior. Like I. I because at WrestleMania 7, it's a yellow strap. The Intercontinental Championship is on a yellow leather strap. Okay. And then I feel like during his World Heavyweight title reign, he had a baby blue strap. 
mm. on on the Wing Eagle title. I don't remember the white for him. It's possible it happened and I missed it, but I do know he had the yellow one. I feel like the white strap was a Cody Rhodes signature thing. Okay, because I, I was on, I was always under the impression that it was uh, uh, for an, an homage to Warrior. Which, regardless, it did bring back the old design of the IC belt when he when he put the white strap. Yeah, it's on. an it's an it's an indirect, like indirectly, it's homage because the the strap isn't black. But I think it was by design that the strap wasn't black just to make the title pop on TV more. Right, and and honestly, I think the only reason why we still don't have that belt now is because with the title with the champion like Nakamura, he needs more of a. A international feeling legitimate belt. That title was made for Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know anybody say doubt. This. Absolutely no doubt. And there's somebody else that should have made the list too because he, he got a belt for him. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that said, Hennig had uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan in tow for an IC run. Uh, I am what I say I am. He also and I say I'm perfect. He also didn't have him for a run. And this was during a time where if you had the IC belt, you were the best working wrestler on the roster. And Kurt Henning all the skills. Kurt Henning was earmarked for whatever he wanted to do at that time frame because the larger than life superstars were the ones that carried the the big belt. So for that reason, uh Kurt Henning is on the list and he beats the shit out of Cody Rose and advances to the next round. But thank you, Cody, for your contributions. Rock versus Ahmed Johnson. Well, let's go ahead and get ready to say goodbye to Ahmed. So I put him on this list because he was the first African-American to ever win the Intercontinental Championship. And that was the sole reason that he made this list. Um, He was also a former Dallas Cowboy. Um, Yeah. And at one point in WWE, Bill Watts wanted to name him Buck Johnson. (laughs) <laughs> These are all the fun facts I have on Ahmed Johnson. Thank you for playing our game. We appreciate all of your contributions to the culture. But for the Intercontinental Championship Tournament, that was my sole card. I have played it. And that will be all. That has been your TED Talk. Uh, actually, TED talk. You, you get more speak. Because next up, we have the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith versus Dolph Ziggler. This is where it's okay. The tournament just started now. (laughs) So here's what you got to help me with. Uncle Ziggy has six total title reigns. Okay. Now you can, you can sort of debate about which of these matters, which is the most significant, uh, his classic series of matches in 2018, with Seth Rollins, who is another person who who could have made this list, very honestly, um, his his classic feud with the Miz during the 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 uh, latest version of the bland brand split, not bland split. <laughs> yes, <rough>. that too. <laughs> yeah, the bland split, but um, yeah, his 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 the series of matches with Miz, including the ladder match and like a, an almost retirement angle, like. There's a lot of stuff that went on with that. Um, classic ladder match with uh, the late John Huber, a.k.a. Luke Harper. Um, 
Like Ziggy got Ziggy got a resume with this belt. Okay. I can't I can't necessarily say he. I, okay, I'll say he almost put the Intercontinental Championship in a main event spot when they split. And this is probably this is 2016 when the uh, the brand split happens again when Shane uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan revive SmackDown and it goes live. Yeah, yeah, say, say, save, save some of that conversation for later on. One of another one of your picks deserves way more of that energy. This, this is fact, but um, the the actual this is what No Mercy, where let's let's keep it keep it one thousand. That should have been the main event of that pay per view. Okay, it was all SmackDown card, and that was the hottest feud they had. So, so he almost put the Intercontinental Championship back in a main event slot. However. The guy he's in the tournament against right now did put the Intercontinental Championship in a main event slot. Main event slot of SummerSlam. The year, 1992. In front of about 80,000 people. In Wembley Stadium. Here's, so it, it, here's, it's here's safe to say... Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Okay. You, I mean, I'm, sorry, you go, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. It's safe to say... It, it's safe to say that... British, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, has the most high-profile Intercontinental title match of all time. This is very true. Here's the problem. That's all he has. That and he put over Shawn Michaels. One ring, he, puts, he, he, he makes the Heartbreak Kid and mm-hmm. defeats Bret Hart. So he defeats Bret Hart in Wembley and puts That's over the Heartbreak hell- Kid. But that's, that's a hell of a hat trick, though. In the in the span of two months. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Dolph Ziggler's uh Dolph Ziggler's reign as IC title holder were more impactful than those three. Because you're again, if if this was stretched out over a longer period of time, we may have a different conversation. He, I'm under Bulldog for Bulldog was hot shotted, and it's not his fault that he was hot shotted, but nonetheless, he was hot shotted. If he was that, a transitional champion. Yeah. So if that's the case, if he's on this tournament, transitional champion, <laughs> he might be the best transitional champion of all time. Which that's another tournament. Put a pin in that. But he might be the best because he main evented SummerSlam in his home country in front of eighty thousand people, beat the eventual WWF champion in Bret Hart, and then made Shawn Michaels in less than two months. So in a in a wrestling match, in an actual wrestling match, both guys in their prime. I'm putting Bulldog over. That's for sure. He's a dun- okay. he's a dungeon master. Uh, he's a heart yeah. by by marriage. That's a dream match you want to see that you didn't know you wanted. Because Ziggler gonna sell the fuck out of all of Davy Boy's power moves. Davy Boy was just so big you couldn't take him as a le- as a legit wrestler. But the reason why he got the IC belt is because he can wrestle. You don't he got oh he got skills. <laughs> Motherfucker got bars. I mean, and it, his son is a is a mirror image of him minus the size. They trying to stash him somewhere. Don't worry about it. Ninety days will be up sooner than soon. Yeah, yeah. So at any rate, um, I, I kind of want a coin flip. Like Ziggler has more album releases. Davy Boy got the biggest. Got, got, he got bigger hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm almost at coin flip, like, and it seems well, disrespectful, but yeah. Well, actually, you know what? If we say if we say David Boy would, would win in a match, and he had a bigger hit, 
Yeah, he's more impactful. So that that's that I put it to the Davy Boy. So let's let's put Davy Boy Ooh, into the next round. I, I think I just shot myself in the foot for the rest of this tournament because it'd have been a lot easier to argue Dolph Ziggler's resume as this tournament goes on. But all you gotta do is go by matches. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. Like, just the feud with The Miz and the feud with Seth Rollins. The matches that came out of that are enough to say it have got him past somebody else. That's why these, uh, tournaments, that's why these tournaments are so viable. We, we need these. Bruh, we're giving the community what it needs. All right. Honky Tonk Man versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Whoa, Nelly. This is a main so, event. <laughs> this was a main event in real life. This has happened before. <laughs> This is one of the more famous angles in in early late eighties, early nineties WWF. So, Honky Tonk Man, for almost well, not almost. It was over a year. People they say it was almost two years. No, it was it was four hundred fifty four days was this title reign. The only time, only time he ever uh, held the Intercontinental Title, he held it for the longest reign on paper. 454 days. Shouts out to Pedro Morales, who's number two at 425. And coming in at number three, Randy Savage. Randy, Randy Macho Man Savage. (laughs) At 414. The crazy shit is, if I'm not mistaken, Honky Tonk Man beat Randy Savage for the title. No, Savage lost it to Steamboat. That's the WrestleMania three match. Honky Tonk Man beats uh, Ricky Steamboat for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So there's there, there's a, there's a there's a gap. Okay. So technically, Steamboat is also a transitional transitional champion. Hey, pull up another <laughs> notepad and start writing this shit down because we got the pool for this next tournament off top. Transition. <laughs> transitional champion <laughs> Invitational Cup. Oh uh, man. Dot com. <laughs> all right so ah. all right so savage um and the mountie well no no steamboat and the mountie on that other tournament but yeah savage focus yeah, yeah Sa- <laughs> so savage um one rain 414 days that ends with the uh oh and and let's talk about this the, the and what happened in this rain we had um, Elizabeth catch eyes uh, for George the Animal Steel. Mm-hmm. We had Randy Savage on an episode of Wrestling Challenge, a Sunday show, syndicated show, jump off the top rope with a ring bell and hit Randy's, I mean, uh, Ricky Steamboat in the thok. In the thok. Damaging his vocal cords, kayfabe, of course, which to set up the main event for WrestleMania. Over a year, we had Randy Savage run rough shot over the roster. Weekly mm-hmm. defenses on uh, superstars and on rest- wrestling challenge, occasional uh, commentary bits with uh, with uh, Monsoon and uh, and uh, Heenan on wrestling challenge. Mm-hmm. Um. Honky Tonk Man only was Honky Tonk Man. He, he only played the songs. He only did the shake, rattle, and roll. But Savage was all over the place and was putting on clinics for matches. Hold on, hold on, because what you're not going to do is shit on my draft pick. Let me tell you why Honky Tonk Man is <laughs> yeah, yeah. taking this. Number one, the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. Mine's number three, but go ahead. That's the fact, though. 
beat the man that beat your guy for the title. I hate this fucker. This fucking guy. One <laughs> of the biggest heels of the late 80s. One of the biggest heels in WWF history. Th- these two guys are two of the biggest heels in wrestling history. These are facts. These are absolute facts. The honky tonk man is what birthed the he- the face turn of Randy Savage. <laughs> He's the reason for the mega powers getting together. Not only does not only does does the honky tonk man beat the guy that beat Randy Savage. Not only is he one of the biggest heels in WWF history. Not only is he the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in WWF or E history. The guy he loses to, he makes. Guess who that person is? Ultimate Warrior? Jimothy Helwig. <laughs> I am correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct. Jimothy Helwig is the man who beat the Honky Tonk Man and ended his 454-day reign at SummerSlam 1988. The Ultimate Warrior went on to do what? Run roughshod and be undefeated and become the first WWF Intercontinental Champion and WWF Heavyweight Champion simultaneously. How is that for impact for one title reign? You made you, you're the reason that the Mega Powers came together. You made the Ultimate Warrior. You held the title for longer than anyone in recorded history. Like Savage has been real. Honky Tonk Man, you've advanced to the next round. Oh yeah. For my next trick, bow, bow, Ultimate bow. Warrior versus Brett the Hitman Hart. Get out of here. I, no. just, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you want to say about our old buddy before we get him up out of here? Uh, I, I literally just said it, but I mean, main eventing Wembley Stadium with the Intercontinental. Hold on, let me put. Hold me. Let me. Let me turn this real quick. Main eventing Wembley Stadium with the Intercontinental title against your brother-in-law in a time where relationships in the business weren't known. I had to, I had to put some reverence on that real quick. And that's not and Hart's not even my guy in this. Warriors only claim to fame is the fact that he beat the Honky Tonk Man and and for IC title reigns record time. But then went on to have an undefeated reign as IT's IC champion and then defeat Good Try Terry to take the WWF strap off of him and held both 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 belts up simultaneously. The first person to ever do that. But there's mm-hmm. nothing that ever came from that. It meant absolutely nothing. You can go back and look at uh, any any reign that Bret Hart had. And uh, and get classic matches. I mean, 1992. I, so so to what so to what you're saying? Let me let me break down this statistician math for you. This broken pencil math. Bret Hart ha- only has two Intercontinental Title reigns. Yes, sir. The reason being, after that second one, they knew it was time to put some bigger gold on him. Flair was on his way out, and you're trying to get younger. And the guy you trust the most is the guy who shows up most, and that guy was Bret Hart. But check this out. His two title reigns, that whole cycle takes about a year. Almost a year to the day. 
So August 26th of 1991 is where he wins the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam from Kurt Henning. Highly regarded as one of the greatest Intercontinental Championship matches of all time. I highly recommend the- anybody who, within an eyeshot of Peacock go watch that match. Watch that whole pay-per-view. It was fire. So, one of the greatest uh, Intercontinental Championship matches ever. One of the greatest matches in SummerSlam history against one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. One, uh, almost to the day, a year later, August 29th, uh, my baby birthday, 1992, <laughs> <laughs> defends that same title in the main event of SummerSlam in Wembley Stadium, Stadium against the British Bulldog. This is all in one year. And then you have the classic with Roddy Piper at uh, WrestleMania 8 in April of 1992. So, Warrior, we we brought you to the party because you had you had some impact when you got that belt and the things that you did. You were you had you had something there. It wasn't enough for Bret Hart, though. Bret Hart, you advanced to the next round. And that explains your transitional championship with the with the Mountie. Like he was basically just setting up Hart versus Piper, where Piper could put Hart over. In WWE history, in terms of competition, this next one may be the hardest to, and the one that you never wanted to see. Triple H versus HBK. Mm. Now, mind you, we are talking about Inter. Continental Championship versions of both of these people. This this is ins- this is insane that we actually get this. Yeah, we we've had a lot of our draft picks <laughs> have to face each other before we get to the real nitty gritty. Um, personal favorite is going to be Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's so much inter- uh, so much entertainment. With uh, Triple H, start with uh, with Shawn Michaels as the IC champion because you get Diesel as the heavy. Yeah. Um. In fact, you you get you get uh, HBK versus Razor Ramon for the IC belt because Shawn Michaels leaves, Razor becomes IC champion. Shawn Michaels comes back. They both have claims to the belt. So what do they do? Put them both up there for undisputed title on the ladder. And famed, famed WrestleMania 10 Intercontinental Championship ladder match. From what I understand, the the house show matches are better than the uh, the one we got at WrestleMania. And we got a classic on pay per view, but the house shows were better. Get the fuck out of here, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and, now look, and not with all due respect to Triple H, his best matches as Intercontinental Champion are all against one person, <laughs> The Rock. And that's not a slight on anybody else. It's just their matches were that much better. Him, his time as Intercontinental Champion was just at a Triple H beats Mark Merrow, yeah. defeated de- yeah. defeated by The Rock. That part. Uh, the uh, The Rock defeat. Uh, Triple H defeats The Rock, and then is defeated uh-huh. by Ken Shamrock. See, <laughs> you see what I'm saying, like. Like and and this was doing during an era where the the IC title was essentially the TV championship. Like the IC title still has some smoke on it, but it's that oval design. And then even and then oh tri- Triple H might be one of the best transitional champions ever because he 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 defeats Chris Jericho to lose to Jeff Hardy. Yep, in a week. 
on SmackDown. Didn't he end up taking it back from Jeff Hardy too during the two man power trip on Monday Night Raw four days later? <laughs> so, so peep this: Does that make Triple H the greatest transitional champion, or does it make Jeff Hardy the greatest transitional uh, champion? I mean, put them both in the draft pool. <laughs> That's what you do. You put them both in the draft pool. Hardy, <laughs> Triple H, also add Kane, transitional. <laughs> It's, it's 39 days transitional. Oh, it is. Let's let's not, let's keep it a thousand. But yes, advancing to the next round is Shawn Michaels. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got we got two classic ladder matches with Jess Razor Ramon, SummerSlam '95 and WrestleMania 10 in 1994. You also had a ladder match on at a Survivor Series. Wait, is that a ladder match? Survivor Series '92. Uh, I believe. Hold on. It's not an Intercontinental cha- Championship match though. You said 1992? Uh-huh. All right, let's see here. The match is Survivor Series 92. We have... Or was it just a regular match? Nah, uh, Razor wasn't in... Uh, Razor was in a match with a tag team match with Ric Flair. Now, I know that. I'm talking about oh. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Oh, no, that was just a regular match. Okay. Yeah, Bret Hart won by submission. Okay, because I felt like they had a ladder match somewhere in 92. I thought it was the pay-per-view, but I guess it wasn't. And so let's see here. Uh, Where are we at? Oh, there we go. All right, next round. This is, oh, man. The Miz versus Chris Jericho. Wow. So look, um, <laughs> somebody ain't going to be able to use this argument to get to the finals. Most... <laughs> title reigns in Intercontinental Championship history. Between these two people right here. So Ziggler has six. Jeff Hardy has five. Uh, Let's go through the list. Jericho has nine. Yeah. Jericho has nine. And The Miz has eight. Now, here, here, Miz is your guy, right? Yes. Give your give your argument because there's something I do want to say about him that I, I I I would be an ass if I didn't say this about him during this. But go ahead. Um, let's just keep it real. Like the the Miz has made more with less than anybody in modern WWE history. Like chicken salad. He's from been, chi- he he took chicken salad from chicken shit and then put shrimp on it. <laughs> Add bacon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Add bacon and guacamole. <laughs> I want bacon and guac. <laughs> like, he is that guy. He is Mr. Upgrade. Whatever they give him, no matter how bad, no matter how cheesy, no matter how corny, he finds a way to upgrade it. Hence the case with the Intercontinental Championship. The Intercontinental Championship, for all intents and purposes, after, pick a year, 2000 and... I want to say 16 for my argument. I was going to keep it real in the net. I was going to say some, sometime after 1999, the Intercontinental Championship went into... Oh, you're talking about when, when it went to the Abyss? Yeah, went into the Witness Protection Program. Uh, Specifically around the time, i probably say post-RVD. So like 05, I, 06. I was gonna, on the cool, I was going to say before, but 
I mean, I, I feel that because I, I mean, because they they even gave Ric Flair a 154 day title reign during during that time frame prior to 06. You see what I'm saying? I was gonna cut it off at at you know when China won it in the Good Housekeeping match. That was like the death of it. But you have like I don't know because Booker T made it interesting. Christian made it interesting for the short time that he had it. Um, then, our, then you got then you got Kurt Kurt Chris and the guy that won't be named. Yep. And then that like they had some fire ass matches between the three of them for that. So mm-hmm. it's not totally dead at that point, but like it's on life support. Yeah. Yeah. But oh six like after after Benjamin is pretty like even like like even Umaga. Like it's it was bad. Um Jericho but, brings it back a little bit. A little bit. Little. Long haired Jericho. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. This is soccer mom here. I, soccer mom Jericho don't do nothing for me as Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. That's like you just carrying a title around because you, that's that's save, the whole save thing. Us. We do. Save us, Jericho is who this is. Right. So <laughs> um that that's more of a tribute to his what's the best ability? Availability. What's yeah. the second best ability? Reliability. reliability. Yep. This is the reliability bracket of of the Intercontinental Championship. But I'm going to personally refer to Miz as Mr. Ouija because he resurrected the Intercontinental Championship on more than one occasion. And and again, someone who almost put the Intercontinental Championship in a pay-per-view main event slot. Him and Dolph Ziggler should have main evented No Mercy 2016. I don't give a damn how you say it. That was the main event. That was the one that we cared about. That was the match if you were watching exclusively SmackDown, the one you wanted to see. And on a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view, that was the biggest story you had going on. That should have been the main event. I, man, I couldn't agree with you more. There was a time frame from probably about March of... Because there was, there was a hell of a rain March... Uh, I'm sorry, April of 2016 for The Miz. And then there was another one... Um, I want to say it's. I want to say it had to start around Extreme Rules of seventeen. When, extreme Rules. When when Miz went ape shit, he on the microphone. He he went completely left. He wasn't he wasn't uh he wasn't shooting daggers at people. He wasn't doing he wasn't body bagging people. But the realism and the conviction for the stuff that he was saying made you be like, okay, he means this. And to the point to where he made the Intercontinental Championship mean something again. The same way John Cena reinvented the U.S. Championship. So much for a longer period. And I mean, let's let me let's go through these reigns real quick. Uh, Defeating Zack Ryder on Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. So Zack Ryder won WrestleMania, won the, uh, the Intercontinental Championship of WrestleMania here in, uh, in, in Texas. That and, moment doesn't get enough smoke because Zack Ryder, being the guy who was always basically the castaway and used as the crash test dummy, they never talked about the fact that he beat cancer to come back and eventually become Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania. And at then all. the next night, The Miz. But nagles and finesses it out of his hands. There was not enough smoke put on that. Right. And, but 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 the, but the Miz did make you forget that Zack Ryder won it because he held it for six months and was and defeated by Ziggler. That. And then right. turn and then turn around and beat uh, Ziggler to get the belt back. And then lost it to Dean Ambrose 
for who had it for about five months. Then he beat him for it. Then he beat him, held him for almost another six months. Then he lost it to Roman Reigns. Then turned around and, and beat Roman Reigns and held it for about two, two and a half months. And then lost it to Seth Rollins. And then turns around and who loses it to Ziggler, who loses it to Rollins, who loses it to Ambrose. I mean, that's, it, it goes it goes on and on. But either way. He, he may be the only person in WWE history to lose a championship to all three members of the Shield. <laughs> That's a motherfucking stat. <laughs> that's a mixtape for you. <laughs> Bruh. That's a stat nobody, I guarantee and you, sadly, if you pose that as a trivia question. No sadly, Miz makes the list as transitional champion <laughs> because of someone, one or two of these reigns. Um, at any rate, um, it was also, this This was also the, the era that got Renee Young, aka Renee Paquette, and Brian Danielson at the time, Daniel Bryan, on Talking Smack and made Talking Smack must-see TV. Miz had that must-see gimmick going. Miz, like, Brian, Daniel Bryan helped it, but Miz catapulted it to being must-see TV because of his interactions with Daniel Bryan. Um, impact for the championship, by all means, goes to the Miz. It's not. Yep. It's not even close. Y two J with nine reigns just means that you're MVP. Like you, you have Hall of Fame stats. But you're the guy we trust when shit ain't. You ain't got another option. I mean, there was there was three years where Y two J only appeared on house shows. Like he came back while he was with in New Japan to make a couple of appearances. Like that shit's fire. Like the only certain people with a certain level of respect can get that. But this ain't the conversation we have, and we have a conversation about. Who's the most impactful Intercontinental Champion? In this case, it's going to be The Miz. Our final matchup for the first round. All right. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. Ver- versus Ravishing Rick Rude. I I am I would like to consider myself a Rick Rude fan. I would. How can especially you not being from Texas? Especially for his his um his WCW work. Like him as the as the lead heel in the Dangerous Alliance is it might be the most slept on body of work. Nah, not the second most. His most slept on body of work was world class. Without question. Okay, then, then that's see, what got him to WWF. That's a whole different brand of sauce. Like that's <laughs> yeah, for real. So so Rick Rick Rude is goaded, but for the purposes of Intercontinental Championship, he has one reign. Yep. He, but the, he beat but the, the, He was the guy that ended the undefeated streak of the Ultimate Warrior. That man, for that man, one match didn't have a belt. What did he do? Airbrush that bitch on his tights. <laughs> you feel me? That, like he he is very much also in that make chicken salad out of chicken shit and then add bacon and guacamole Bruh. with shrimp. It, it's uh, it, it's insane uh, how good that time was meanwhile you have Razor Ramon who's doing one of the most outlandish matches we had ever seen at that time in our lives a ladder match where you take a 10 foot or I'm I'm sorry it's probably like a 10 or 12 foot ladder and you dangle two belts above the center of the ring and the winner of the match is a person who climbs to the top of that ladder and takes both straps down we had never seen anything like that. We hadn't seen anybody go through tables. 
none of that stuff at that point this was uncharted territory um uh, razor ramon was the only person of non-latin latinx descent that was able to go into carroll city florida <laughs> that by itself is a hall of fame moment an apollo legend um Shout out to Kiki Shepard. Uh, Razor also was the person, uh, and he wasn't the champion at the, at the time, but he was also the person that put over uh, the one, two, three kid as the one, two, three kid. Um, well, well, the Lightning Kid, rather, to become the one, two, three kid, because Lightning Kid was running rough shot here in Texas trying to win matches too at GWF. I, that, that's another conversation for another day. Um, in terms of title reigns, Rick Rude had one reign. Uh, we talked about the the spray paint of the uh, of the belt. We also forget to talk about Cheryl Roberts. Who is Cheryl Roberts? Wife of Jake the Snake Roberts, whom was in the crowd, which seemed to be, it seemed to be she was a plant, and. Uh, she became part of a storyline and actually got Rick Rude more hated and got Jake the Snake fanfare at a time mm-hmm. when he was hated. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? That's a, You have to get somebody's real-life wife involved to turn one of the most hated men in professional wrestling into a, a crowd favorite? Because there was a lot more effort put into creative back then. The suspension of disbelief had been absolutely turned on. You were being creative in your creativity. And then there's that. <laughs> Another fun fact on Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is the face of title switches on syndicated television. Mm. Razor Ramon wins the title on an episode of Monday Night Raw from Shawn Michaels. Loses it on Superstars syndicated television. <laughs> wins it back at, on pay-per-view at SummerSlam. Loses it again to Jeff Jarrett at a house show. Who did he lose it to on Superstars? Uh, no, he uh, lost it to Diesel on Superstars. Wow. Yeah. So there's somebody gets else. It, to- he gets it back from Razor Ramon at SummerSlam with with sweetness Walter Payton at ringside in the United Center. <laughs> Like that's that's some shit you can't you can't make that up. Loses it to Jeff Jarrett at the Royal Rumble, uh, then wins it back at a house show. Loses it back to Jeff Jarrett at a house show, and then guess who he beats for his his last title reign before eventually going to WCW and creating the NWO. Diesel. Dean Douglas. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, that's who he wanted from. So remember when Shawn Michaels? Uh, oh, okay. Ass, he got his ass kicked outside of a nightclub and then had to forfeit. Right, 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 uh, right. Either a, a Navy SEAL or a Marine kicked the shit out of him at, at a nightclub the night before. Smoke happened. Lumped him up real good. So that caused a forfeiture. The uh, match was supposed to be versus Shane Douglas, who was, uh, as he is famously said, on his sojourn to cartoon land, was playing Dean Douglas. (laughs) So, as a 
put and go ahead and put Dean Douglas on the transitional championship list because his reign was zero days because at immediately after being awarded the title, he was thrust into a match with Razor Ramon where Razor Ramon became the first ever four-time Intercontinental Champion. And for that, we thank you. Razor Ramon, you have defeated Rick Rude in this tournament. Rick Rude had a very impactful run, but Razor Ramon, even in losing, you might be the best losing Intercontinental Champion (laughs) (laughs) that we have. But that wraps up our first round. We've got some some hella five stories there. Uh, If you thought the first round had some main event matches in it, wait till you see these second round matches. (laughs) Bruh, and now we can put a little bit more uh, smoke on our you, pace. You think we told these stories? You you thought? You ready? It's gonna be some coin flips in here. I'm certain of it. Go ahead, run it. All right, Rock versus Hennig. For the purposes of Intercontinental Championships. Um. All right, let's take a look at the footage. What Rock has? One. To... Bruh, here's, here's some funny shit. ESPN put this list together and they had the decency to uh, categorize one reign as Rocky Maivia and another one as The Rock. Right. And here's what's even crazier. Austin's biggest reign, I'm oh, sorry, Rock's biggest reign came because Austin said he can have the sinking title. I don't want this piece of crap. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um. So there was a, so, there was a different there was a different brand of IC title reign that came from that, but it was still on par for what was so happening du- during Attitude Era. <laughs> so, so Dwayne Johnson has two reigns. Yep. And he is being pitted against Mr. Perfect. See, Mr. Perfect, who has two reigns. Mm-hmm. So two versus two on title reigns. Um, so that's 126 days on one reign. Perfect beats uh, the Ultimate Warrior, right? Uh, and then loses to Kerry Von Erich. Now, okay, he also regains from Kerry Von Erich and held, and holds it for 280 days and loses to Bret Hart. So yeah, and which also gives him one of the greatest Intercontinental Championship matches in history in that loss. Mm-hmm. And one of the greatest SummerSlam matches in history because of that loss. For the purposes of the IC title. Only for the purposes of the IC title. And also, The Rock has one of the greatest SummerSlam and Intercontinental Championship matches of all time because his loss to Triple H in 1998 is a ladder match. Which was a which is a a heater because Triple H wasn't supposed to be face. So what we're seeing from the from the data that we have here in the statistics is that SummerSlam is the home of the Intercontinental home of the IC belt. <laughs> All the more reason that the 30th anniversary of SummerSlam should be in Wembley and it should be an Intercontinental Championship match as the main event, as we told you bitches on a couple of episodes of photos. <laughs> well, not not you bitches, but bitches <laughs> right, 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 right. Y'all ain't no bitches. Y'all is pencil pushers, and, and we respect y'all and all of you, all of your choices. Mm-hmm. So them, you know who we talking about? Them up there. Yeah, yeah, them, them. Yeah, y'all know. Y'all know what it is. Yeah, hey, yeah. Them people. Ain't, hey, ain't, yeah. you know what it is? Or a nominal fee. Someone to be a phenomenal fee. 
There. <laughs> I'm, nah, can't cash at me my lunch money, film off. You, you ain't even finish it. <laughs> I didn't here. have to. I'd already. I got the first line out with no music. Go ahead and nah, 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 nah. Put, put some in the lunch bucket. <laughs> you just hungry, <laughs> fat ass. I mean, hey, let me let me live my life first of all. All right. Don't so, don't 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 shame my choices. I got I got Henning. Who you got? Um, yeah, I got Henning. All right, Henning advances. British Bulldog versus Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. 454 days is a long ass time. Yeah, I can only pull that main event card with the, with the championship so many times. I mean, asses and seats. I mean, people came to boo the Honky Tonk Man. That's a fact. Uh, Bret Hart versus the Heartbreak Kid. I did not expect to see this one happening, but I'm glad it's here. Ooh. So how many total reigns does Shawn Michaels have? It looks like that's... 95 that's three i don't expect him to have any more title reigns after 95 because we start uh wayne the eagle Shawn michaels so i don't think he touches the belt again ever i think we have yeah we have three Shawn michaels has three, three. yeah three reigns and bret hart has two reigns uh Shawn michaels is three reigns total 406 uh, 406 days uh, what's the total on Bret Hart's reigns? 144 and where's the other reign? Wait one second here. I can tell you here in a second. 144 and 190. Okay. 290. Um, and then if we, we look at, let's go back here. Shawn Michaels. First reign defeats. The British Bulldog, a Saturday Night's main event, and then it loses to Marty Jannetty. Beats Marty Jannetty at a house show and loses to Razor Ramon. Uh Uh-huh. We come back to 95. He defeats Jeff Jarrett, loses to Dean Douglas. And then... Wait, it looks like something is missing on this list. Oh, there is a glaring omission on this list. Talk to him. So I'm looking at this and we got the whole thing from 94. We have SummerSlam 94. So where's fucking WrestleMania? WrestleMania 10 is not on here. Which is Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. No, no, I see that. Uh, You're absolutely correct. That's oh. It just says Razor Ramon and D. Yes, what that? What the? No, they skipped it. They skipped <laughs> WrestleMania 10. This is ESPN, bro. So for those of you listening, we're using an ESPN list, and it's very well put together. But except for matter. except for the biggest match, possibly the biggest glaring omission in, in list history. Like they just completely skipped WrestleMania. I guess they figured because the title was was held up. But you still would have had to to signify a winner. A winner from that match, which would have been uh, the week before Diesel won it. I, you know what? That's what it is. That's what it is. If you look at the uh, the Razor Rain from nine twenty seven to four thirteen, man, suck me. I, I, I ba- get what you're saying. Basically, I, basically, what they're saying is he he retained. Then you need to notate that with an that, asterisk. That has been asterisk right in between there. Don't disrespect the lineage. If you ever disrespect me, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> Try me. 
Just try me. <laughs> oh, all right. With that, with that said, um, and then we keep going. I think that was the last for HBK. Uh, losing uh, to Dean Douglas. Yeah, ninety-five is the last time HBK touches the Intercontinental Championship. Same thing with Bret Hart. Ninety-two is the last time he touches the Intercontinental Championship. But he's defeated um, by who? Which one? Bret Hart for ninety-two. British Bulldog. British Bulldog. Uh-huh. But, but that's also in um, basically one. One could argue that by proxy, Shawn Michaels defeated Bret Hart for the IC title. Because you the only reason, that, the only you reason, could, but it didn't happen. The, the only reason why we have uh, Wembley, well, where we have British Bulldog in Wembley, is because of British Bulldog. Um, I, I think more impactful. I think, I think more impactful for the IC is Shawn Michaels in this one. Um, they have they have wrestled head to head for the Intercontinental Championship, in which and Bret, Bret Hart won. Right, so there's that. Uh, I don't necessarily know if you can say more impactful because Bret Hart has, like I said, the pay-per-view main event in front of eighty thousand people and loses. Uh, he loses, but he's there. He has. <laughs> he's, he he's in the building. Okay. You can't you can't wrestle an invisible man? You can, but they'll only show that shit in Japan. <laughs> um, let me let me let me give you respect on that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um. Bret Hart has a strong case to claim himself as Mr. SummerSlam based on two Intercontinental title matches in back-to-back years. Mm. Like, let's let's keep it a thigh out. So, and if I go back and check, what was Bret Hart doing at at, at SummerSlam '90? Normally, I know this shit off the top of my head, but I don't remember that card. Oh, we can we can right. we can do our Googles. I'm already, you know it. SummerSlam 1990. I'm here. The matches. Bret Hart. What is he doing? Nothing. Oh, Hart Foundation versus Demolition. Oh, so that's a that's a two out of three falls match. Yes, sir. Another SummerSlam classic. So, until I do more research, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Uh, interim crown Bret Hart is Mr. SummerSlam but he's got the only main pay-per-view main event of of that of that hold on of that era or of all eras I don't think the Intercontinental Championship is main evented another pay-per-view oh no 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 you talking about Mr. SummerSlam I'm because that's a that's a whole other conversation that's another tournament because <laughs> I, I that that might be we might have to do a, a couple of tournaments with uh, Mr. you know what Mr. Mr. SummerSlam, Mr. Oh, Mr. Pay Per View, because no, we, Mr. Pay Per View is some other shit. That's gonna take forever for us to figure out. What we should do, you do the major pay per views, like say uh, Mr. Mr. WrestleMania. We say that's Shawn Michaels. Mr. SummerSlam, I'm saying for right now that's Bret Hart. Because late, lately Survivor it's been Brock. That's debatable. <laughs> that, that's why you have the tournament. Exactly. Mr. Survivor Series, you know, for the modern era is probably Randy Orton. I mean, because we, because yeah, yeah, remember we had we had Suplex City twelve, uh, Mr. Twelve to Six, um, and, and then this, and then Vegas, all all Lesnar. I mean, but uh, we will we will 
That will I, I don't give a shit about Vegas. <laughs> now, now, fourteen suplexes on Cena. I'm all for that. That's, Tw- yeah. Twelve to six on Orton. <laughs> you care? <laughs> I do. So for two two years in a row, he was that guy. So it puts you in similar conversation as as Bret Hart. So yes, that's why that tournament has to happen. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's gonna be a good one, boy. Yeah, right. Ooh. And then with Bret, with Bret Hart, you also add, you know, um, Shawn Michaels' basically descent into Degeneration X, because you have the 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 loogie that led to the chair shot that led to the fifth championship reign. So, but I'm, we're 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 not focused right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. We already know who's gonna win the match between HBK and Bret Hart. It's gonna be Bret Hart. We already know that. More more impactful title reigns, I would say Bret Hart again. So there it is, because Bret, Hart, Bret Hart's wrestling pay per view main events. Shawn Michaels never did that as Intercontinental Champion. So there it is, right there. So Bret Hart advances to the next round. Well, all right. And then finally, uh, the, to end this round here, the quarterfinal round, we have the Miz versus Razor Ramon. I can make this real easy and just say the Miz for all the reasons that we said earlier. Uh, Razor, to his credit, the biggest the biggest thing he had was the uh, was the ladder match at WrestleMania. But we're talking in an arena, not in front of the stadium. Yeah, but that arena is Madison Square Garden, <laughs> most famous, and, the world's most famous it, arena. <laughs> you feel me? And and it's the ten year anniversary of WrestleMania, so he has the better resume as Intercontinental. No, champion. no, no, no. It's WrestleMania ten. That doesn't mean the ten year anniversary. It's the tenth. It's the tenth one. It's the tenth. Okay, there you go. Were they not doing them yearly? They they were, but that would that would not make it the ten year anniversary. WrestleMania eleven would make it the ten year anniversary. I kiss my entire. That was the argument or the argument about WrestleMania twenty five. It was not the twenty fifth anniversary of WrestleMania. If you had been on Earth for nine years and then on your tenth your tenth birthday comes up, how old are you? They didn't have WrestleMania zero. They had WrestleMania, then WrestleMania two. Just saying, it's ten of them. We're 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 born at zero. That's all I'm saying. Do we ever count that? No, that's the problem. That's 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 exactly why I'm having this conversation. It's not counted. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not born at like the day we hop out the womb. We ain't day one. If that's the case, you know, you would be a year older than you are now. Fact or fiction? I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> so who? Well, nah, nah, nah. You good? But at the tenth WrestleMania, <laughs> how we talking semantics? Go ahead. We we all over the place. No, I'm just I'm trying to find a way to keep Razor in this in this competition. But it, it it's I don't think he's, I don't, of, I don't think the number of title that. reigns. I think does Razor have a more significant reign than Miz at any point? Probably not. I mean, he's got better. He's got better matches as Intercontinental Champion. I mean, you got you got people who are Hall of Famers, and, and you because not for nothing. No one knew Diesel was going to be a Hall of Famer. No one knew Diesel was going to become Kevin Nash, the 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 NWO juggernaut. The well, hell, no one knew he was the smartest motherfucker in the room ever. No one ever knew that until it was too late. When it was too late, he was already dangerous. That's, but that's not his fault that we didn't know that. Like, no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. Like, for so because we're talking about just this, just the stink on just the, this title itself. So we're talking like 
losing, uh, I mean, beating Jeff Jarrett and losing to Jarrett in, in three days. Uh, beating Dean Douglas and losing to Gold Dust in, in three months. So you put you you kickstarted Gold Dust. You have uh, a WrestleMania Classic as Intercontinental Champion under your belt. A SummerSlam Classic under your belt as Intercontinental Champion. Um, Miz had an entire run that was classic. Like just just his mic work. His, his mic work was classic. What match do you remember from that run? Yeah, I mean it was all exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that that eh, said it all. What match do you remember from that run? Eh. Uh, bringing bringing back the uh, bringing back the the luster of the IC belt. Does that mean anything in this? I mean, he is Mr. Ouija. So. All right, back up. Razor Ramon defeats Miz in a match for sure. Of course, for sure. Uh, uh, Razor, Razor Ramon If you let him be Scott Hall Might cut a better promo than The Miz <laughs> I mean even even Chico was good Chico was a no, good promo I, No 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 I mean if you put them both in center stage Mid center ring Monday Night Raw live mics mm. Mm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about Like just give them both free reign In their prime live mics Who's coming out on top yeah, Scott Scott Hall is definitely like he can do a survey and kill and kill Miz. Um, <laughs> shit. Um, oh, oh, oh! I just, I just, I just settled this debate. <laughs> oh, what is the best ability? Availability and reliability. What is, well, yeah. What is the second best ability? I said availability and reliability. Right. So, um, be, and Razor didn't have these problems as Intercontinental Champion, but. There were some issues as life continued to develop. Well, well, no, 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 no. So we're, that that didn't happen until after he left WWE. This, this is exactly what I'm saying. However, the longevity and the ability to be placed in a position of influence as far as championships are concerned, The Miz has a little bit more um, stock, I guess. His name, his name rings a few more bells in terms of can we trust this guy? And he was, uh, he was a WrestleMania main event before he had more IC title reigns. So, okay, goes with that. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and take Miz. It's like I'm picking between children. All right, so we have your semifinals. We have Kurt Henning versus the Honky Tonk Man and Bret Hart versus the Miz. Which one you want to go to first? You said Kurt Henning versus the Honky Tonk Man and Bret Hart versus The Miz? Yep. Uh, we can go Bret Hart versus The Miz first. I'm taking Bret Hart. I mean... <laughs> Personal favorite would win the match. Um, more impactful reigns. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I, I, we're, we're on the same page with that one. Like more, you know. more, more influence on the title. As much as we love what Miz has been able to do with his career and, and how he was able to resurrect a title... Bret Hart elevated an already prestigious title. The, the reason we look at the Intercontinental title in the light that we do is because of that portion of history. The Cinderella story ends uh, in the final four, usually for most teams, and in this case, Miz, you are being sent packing. Kurt I mean, Henning versus Kurt Henning versus the Honky Tonk Man. 
Honky Tonk Man is the longest reigning champion of all time. He's the longest reigning champion of all time. Of all time. I'd be interested to know who all he defeated during that stretch. <laughs> Bruh, that's a mixtape. We're going to Google that and put that on the back end of this. Like, like I want to I want to know who all Honky Tonk Man defeated between uh, June the second of nineteen eighty seven on Superstars to SummerSlam of uh, of eighty eight. <laughs> I bet you can find it. I bet. All right. Uh, I bet. I bet that list exists. I mean, it's dope that Kurt Henning could defeat the Ultimate Warrior with a perfect plex to win the IC title. Uh, it's also dope that he could uh, he could win it back from the person that beat him, which is. Uh, the uh, Texas Tornado Kerry Von Erich mm-hmm. but truth be told if uh, all things considered Kerry should have even been in the equation here I mean he they gave him a shot but he should not have been in the equation here considering the circumstances that that, that were that were around him at that time so um, yeah I, I'm giving it to Honky Tonk Man I mean God it, Kurt Henning's two reigns don't combine for the Honky Tonk Man's one so it's it's amazing I will uh, keep it 1,000. Like, when I think of the Intercontinental Championship, like, the, the version of the belt that we like the most, Mr. Perfect is one of the first three people to come to mind. And that said, Honky Tonk Man versus... <laughs> we'll holler at you. We, we, Honky Tonk Man versus... Wait, 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 what? I'm talking about... Because Kurt Henning will holler at you. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Honky Tonk Man versus Bret Hart in the finals. Um... I'm taking Bret Hart. I'm taking Bret Hart as well. This ain't even close. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> In what some might consider an upset. Bret Hart was definitely the underdog in terms of seating, in terms of criteria. But if you're talking about the only claim to fame, the only the only show that you, the only dog you got in this show is the fact that you are a 454-day champion. And you had a hell of a reign during those 454 days. We we want to see this list, but we can go back and just we it, it, Wembley Stadium, eighty thousand people in the night in the early nineties. Talk about it. And the the excellence of execution, the best there is, was, and ever will be. Ladies and gentlemen, the greatest Intercontinental Champion, according to the Broken Pencil Book Company, Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show, Infused with Hip Hop. Brett, the Hitman Heart. We know you splashed, got smoke. Splash with goat sauce. We know, we know you got smoke. Show at broken pencil bc. Uh, show at broken pencil bc.com, Broken pencil bc at gmail.com. Suave, ain't, there's only one other thing to do at this point. What it is, Shad? Pack them bags, take them to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. That was fun. Uh, it was. That's that was fun. Uh, All right. And then we we ended up with two more tournaments. 